This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house and went through real estate agent after real estate agent, and they were all talking a great game. And this guy who is selling his house, the founder of this, uh, this company, he's, you know, he's kind of an important guy and kind of, you know, should get the best treatment. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company, and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. We have a 1,000 agents across the country, and they are people that listen to this show. And so when you go through real estate agents I trust, it's sent to somebody who already, you already know their sensibilities. They already are cut from exactly the same cloth. There's got to be a better way. There is. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network. Ah, welcome to another rousing round of the bonfire. I am butchering this English accent because I don't know. I suspect, though, it's probably because I just finished watching a movie that was filled with British accents. Like I said, I'm butchering it, but they're still fun. I. For the first time, even though this movie is 11 years old, I've never seen it before this past week. The greatest game ever played with Shia LaBeouf. It is, you know, a biographical sports movie. It's about golf. And for those of you who know me to any slight degree, you'll know that I am starting to get into golf. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So my roommate (laughs) decided to come home one day and say, hey, here's a movie. Have you ever seen this? I said, nope, I don't think I've ever even heard of it. And that makes sense because it was 11 years ago, you know, 2005. Uh, This probably flew under my radar as a 15-year-old, and I just didn't care. But I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised. I sat there and said, okay, I'll give it a shot. Why not? It's a golf game. It sounds interesting. You know, the plot, the premise is this amateur teenager, really. I guess maybe he's 19 or 20 years old according to the story, and it's based off a true story. It's France, Francis Wimet. He is a an American uh, amateur 20-year-old. He's a caddy at the local country club in Massachusetts. Uh, I forget which little city, but it's, it's a suburb of Boston. So there he is. He's a little kid, and he kind of gets some, you know, a little bit of hero worship toward his, uh, his idol, it's, uh, what's his name, Harry Varden, I believe, and he sees like an ad, and this is back in the early 1900s, and he says, golf, what is this? And then he goes and gets a job as a little caddy, the little kid, and he's walking around helping all these other players with their golf clubs, and then he starts kind of reading up on it and learning, hey, who's this Harry Varden? Who's this, you know, English golfer that's supposedly the best in the world? So, of course, he started to idolize him and think, okay, I think I can do this. So he started practicing since he was a little kid. There you go. Now he's 19, 20 years old, and all of a sudden he's presented with an opportunity to play on the golf course, which back in the day they didn't do. And the movie emphasizes that very much by drawing the lines between classes. They were saying, hey, you're just a, you're just a peasant. I have money. I'm better than you. So it's that kind of thing. He's from a poor family. He's just the caddy. So a lot of people's panties were in a bunch when they said, why is the caddy 
playing golf with us? Well, probably because you can beat your ass. So, uh, Francis, we met. It's spelled O-U-I-M-E-T, which is interesting to me. You know, oi met, but it's pronounced we met. So we met the other day, yes. Um, so basically, he, he's really good at golf, and he eventually qualifies for the U.S. Open. <laughs> so here's a kid, a young adult, really, in 1913, qualifying for the U.S. Open. And he's up head-to-toe, or head-to-head, <laughs> head-to-head with Harry Varden, his idol. You know, the British, you know, best golf player there ever was. And so, of course, it's a dream come true. His dad doesn't think so. He's kind of tension at home, based off a true story. And he's always trying to, you know, one-up his idol and kind of beat him because he wants to go all the way. It's a great story. I really enjoyed the movie. And quick a few thoughts. You know, I'll eventually write a more thorough article up on bonfirethoughts.com, probably about it. But right now, I'm just going to go with these couple thoughts. I enjoyed the whole movie. I can't really think of anything I did not like. I thought the acting was great. I thought the music was good. The pacing and plot of the movie was one that you could keep up with and enjoy and not get bored with. And the next thing you knew, the movie was over. So it's an emotional, good movie. It, great acting, great music. Good story. You really can't go wrong with it. And this is 2005. This was 11 years ago. I can't believe I'd never seen this movie before. So there you go. Bonfire approved. Greatest game ever played with Shia LaBeouf. And I, I, I liked him back in the day. I think he's more or less gone off the deep end now, which is too bad whenever you see that happen. Because he's a great child actor. He's always been in movies since he was a kid. So he's done nothing but acting in his life. And he's a great actor, I think. But the movie... A point here about the dad. <laughs> the dad is portrayed as the bad guy almost in the movie. Now, of course, in a movie, in a good movie, in a drama, you have to have a little bit of tension. And yeah, they make the dad bring the tension. And the mom is all supportive, which is great. But I want to break down what is going on with the dad. The dad sees his little kid, six years old, his son, Francis, the main protagonist the main character he says francis why are you playing golf you need to learn now life is about bringing home the money (laughs) you know you have to have the money to live that's what a man does he needs to take care of his family he needs to provide an income he needs to be the provider he has to support the people he loves and he you know drilled that home into his kid and that's great that's absolutely true that's what the dad needs to do you know mom and dad both play a role the dad is the provider. He needs to make life as easy as possible for his wife and kids. So he's trying to tell his his kid that. Saying, Francis, it's just a game. What are you doing? How are you going to make a living? Let's focus on the important things. And besides, we're underlings to those guys. That's how they view us. So they're just going to mock you when you try to go join and play around with them. They're just going to make fun of you. So it's going to be humiliating, and you're not going to make money or a living from it. So what are you doing? That's his case. I think it's a reasonable case. But, of course, during the whole, practically the whole movie, they portray the dad as, you know, being the party pooper. Just shutting his son down all the time. Now, he wasn't shutting him down because he's like, oh, well, he sucks. You know, he's not going to his wife and saying, well, honey, he's he's just a terrible golf player. Why is he out there? He doesn't say anything like that. He just says, look, I think you need to make a living. Let's be practical here. So the dad is just making the practical argument. 
Fair enough. I wouldn't call that crazy, rude, mean, or unre- I don't know, unreasonable. No. But in the movie, they portray him that way. That was kind of the, the shtick I got from a totally reasonable concern from a parent. He's just saying, hey, look, I just don't want him to be soul crushed. And I want him to be able to provide a living for himself and eventually his future family. You know, you got to get crap done. How does playing a game do that? Legitimate concern. The kid says, well, look, I have been working. I'll continue to work. But right now, for this quick tournament, I want to go play. They're letting me in. And the entrance fee, I'll pay for that myself. I'll do it, Dad. And I'll reimburse and I'll, I'll make it happen. So son is being a grown-up. The point is, they said the dad was just trying to kind of squash the dream. You know, um, what the son really wanted, which was just to play golf. Okay. In real life, it's not that simple. I like to play golf, but it's not my dream. My dream is to, you know, have a great lifestyle and to retire early and to be able to have passive income so I don't have to work. I'm going to look for work, and I'm still going to work for probably the rest of my life because I want to. That would be the ideal life for me. That is my dream, to have the family, passive income, work where I want, when I want, doing productive things, okay? So... It's still absolutely important to have people around you saying, hey, hold up. Okay, it's a great dream and all, but try to balance it out with a little bit of reality. Weigh your options. So that's all the dad was doing. He was just saying, hey, come on. It's just a game. What are you doing for work? Okay, I think that's a fair concern. But for the sake of the movie, they had it be a little little more tension, kind of fighting, fighting father. I want to go play golf. Okay, that's fine. I guess I can understand that. So, overall, the dad does come around, and he's he's just kind of stubborn. You know, I would say it's that time. He was born in the 1800s. Not exactly an easy time to live. So he's used to life. In his mind, he's like, life is difficult. You got to be tough. Otherwise, you're going to get beaten up. So that's all he wanted for his kid. But when he sees his kid go in and kick ass, he's like, wow, okay, I was wrong. I was wrong. I stand corrected. And then he's proud of his son. Everybody hugs. Everybody's happy. And it's a great time. You're like, oh, great. I liked it. Oh, spoiler. Sorry. (laughs) Spoiler. It's a good movie. It's a happy ending. But overall, yes, it does have the bonfire seal of approval for entertainment, for music, for acting, for plot, for general interest. Length of movie was about hour 45. I think it's it's a decent length. It's not too long, not too short. So I enjoyed it. Made by Disney. And I highly encourage everybody to go see it. It's just a fun movie. It's got a good message of, yeah, of course, the cliche, follow your dreams. But think about the dad, too. Let's, let's, keep, let's just at least keep that in mind. You know, the reason that says, yes, you should have a dream. Dream about it frequently. All the time. And always do your best to attain it. But balance it out with a little bit of reality. Because the reality is you need to pay your bills. And you need to think of others. So, if you can do both, great. Good for you. You've done what few people can actually do. But more power to you if you can actually pull it off. So, on the other side, I'm going to develop this idea further of sports. 
you know, and what it means to us as human beings, why it's good, and why it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. This is The Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network On Demand. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house and went through real estate agent after real estate agent, and they were all talking a great game. And this guy who was selling his house, the founder of this uh, this company, he's, you know, he's kind of an important guy and, kind of, you know, should get the best treatment. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company, and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. We have a thousand agents across the country and they are people that listen to the show. And so when you go through real estate agents, I trust it's sent to somebody who already, you already know their sensibilities. They already are cut from exactly the same cloth. There's gotta be a better way. There is real estate agents. I trust.com. This is the bonfire on demand. On the Blaze Radio Network, here's your host, Andrew Herzog. An article written on BonfireThoughts.com a few weeks ago by Michael Tan. He says, become a sport lover. Here's why. He kind of gives a brief history, really brief, (laughs) about where it came from. Of course, the Olympics in Greece and the point of it all to bring the warring states together in a sign of community and peace. And, of course, they wanted to try to best one another to get in their heads to say, hey, we're Athens. Don't screw with us. We know what we're doing. Same thing with Sparta. Sparta would say, hey, if we can beat you in games, just think about what we could do if we actually were trying to kill you in war. So I think he makes a good argument here in his article. Michael Tan says, I argue that sporting events are the key to peace. It really is a beautiful reality that instead of slicing each other up with swords to settle a feud, we chase a small white orb around on a field and kick it into our opponent's net. In black and white, people are always going to try to take advantage of each other. It can be done with violence, or we can channel the violence into another outlet. The Greeks helped create that outlet by introducing the world to organized sporting events. It may sound silly, but you can almost understand why that one guy on your flag football team takes the liberty of stopping the opponent a little too seriously and has to be calmed down. Competition can bring out the best and the worst in us. In summary, sports serves a lot of purposes. It provides a safe alternative to violent displays of power. It's a healthy lifestyle choice, both physically and mentally. Forms healthy bodies, clears a cluttered mind, provides opportunities to form friendships and unify communities. I'd say that sounds about right. Now before, and this this involves games in general, sports are included in that, but anything that the dad from the greatest game ever played, would have a problem with. It'd be the dad saying, how are you going to make a living with that? What is the point of this? What are you doing? You are playing. It is a game. There are people in the world who think games are just a waste of time. You know, they, they take time to have a little fun. Maybe play a board game, cards, watch sports. But for me, I was certainly one of those people where I thought, well, look, there are better things I can do with my time. I can be more productive not watching sports and instead doing some work or reading a book and trying to become more cultured, you know, eating lots of foods, reading as much as I can, both political and cultural topics, and just trying to be a well-rounded person. 
I never really included sports for a while just because I thought, well, look, it's just a game. Who cares? Why do people flip and just lose their minds when their team loses? It's just a game. That game did not affect your life in any way. It didn't cost you money, well, unless you're betting. It didn't kill any member of your family. It didn't kick you out of your house. It didn't fire you from your job. You still have a living. What are you complaining about? And this is aimed at anybody who just goes overboard with sports. So I kind of grouped everybody together into that, saying anybody who watches sports takes it too seriously. So that was my mistake. Because I enjoy watching sports too, but I would put it in a different lens. I would say it's just a game. I'll have fun with it for this, you know, time span, three hours. And whoever wins, wins, and then I move on with my life. Well, Michael Tan here makes an argument. Well, look, here's what's great about sports and why we should appreciate them even more than you would think. It does give people an opportunity to come together and celebrate an innocent game. Soccer is innocent. Basketball is innocent. Football. Hockey. It's, it's exactly what it is. It's a game. It's meant to enjoy and to be safe and then to walk away from at the end. Of course, there's always those idiots that take it too far, which is unfortunate. But at its core, that's what a sport game is. It says, hey, we are opposing teams. Let's come together and see who's best. And then when we determine who's best, let's just walk away. And they do. So the greatest game ever played, golf. That's what players are doing. They're playing one another. They're saying, hey, let's see who's the best game at this. That's just a human trait, you know, of who's the best. You might say it's maybe a more male-dominated trait. We're always trying to compete and either be the funniest or the biggest, the strongest, the smartest, most successful. But it's a human thing, you know. We all just like to compete to some degree. We like to imagine or verify that we are better than others in some respects, okay? So sports gives you a healthy outlet to be able to say, look, all right, look, let's go play some pickup basketball. Let's go see who's better. One-on-one, you and me, let's go. And then whoever wins, you say, okay, you beat me that round. Hey, let's go out for a beer. Let's go get some food. All right, let's call it a day. We'll go back to work tomorrow. Hey, man, I'll see you Saturday, and let's play a round of golf next. Let's do that. Oh, and then Sunday, let's go watch the football game together and have a good time. That is exactly what sports is doing, and that's why it's so great in today's world. Even if you have major problems, games are important like that. They can channel some of the anger and frustration that you have in your life, and you can kind of just throw it into a game and then walk away from it at the end. That's the ideal situation, to be able to walk away from it at the end of the game, whether you win or lose. It's called being a mature adult. Don't be a sore loser. Don't be a little pisser. It's difficult sometimes, yes. But that's the mark of a of an adult. <laughs> if you can shrug it off and say, okay, I lost. You bested me. Congratulations. Good for you. And move on. So, yes, the importance of sports. It is important to have in our lives, to have an outlet, to foster competition. And there's a lot of money in it, you know, for the players most of the time. But then for the fans, it's, you know, economic policy. People are choosing to spend their money. For God's sake, I'm going to Stars games and Rangers games and football games frequently because I want to spend my money on that. Well, guess what? Those ticket sales go to the owners, they go to the players, they go to the people serving me my beer and my hot dog, which I also pay for, and I'm still willing to do that. And then I pay for parking, the people who manage the parking. I'm helping give people jobs and that sit there and serve me as a hot dog, but they're getting money from it and they can take it home and do whatever the hell they want with it. That's what's great about an economy such as ours. We can do that. 
So yes, the importance of sports. It does help people. It can be innocent. It can be healthy. It can be fun. It should be fun. Don't underestimate the power of sports and the importance of it in today's world. This is The Bonfire On Demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Buck Sexton. A description of why people support Donald Trump. There's not a lot of policy that's discussed right now. You'll notice that. It's all about the establishment, cheating, people doing bad things to you, taking away what's yours, making America great again. It's the sort of terminology you would expect to get a, a mob of people on a street riled up. And it's working. It's working very well. Buck Sexton. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. The Bonfire. Here's your host, Andrew Herzog. Now, continuing along the lines of games and having fun, which is what Bonfire is all about, of course. I never touched yet on video games. I used to play a lot of video games. Oh, man. Lots of video games. Probably ever since I was five years old, and I had Atari, for those of you that know what that is. I had Sega, PlayStation, Nintendo 64, which I still have, by the way, which is awesome. <laughs> I don't think we had a Super Nintendo. I'm trying to remember. Had a little uh, Game Boy, and then an Xbox, and of course, regular computers, you know, PCs. So yeah, my whole life, I've been surrounded by technology and computer games. There came a time, though, when I was in college as a freshman... And I always use this as my example. Freshman year. Instead of getting out and meeting other college kids my age and making friends, I made a few friends. But instead of actually focusing on my school and my fellow students, I decided to just go home and play video games. So that was the time in my life that I was absolutely obsessed and played lots of video games. Sometimes by myself, sometimes with others, you know, with friends. Then for a while, because I saw that and thought to myself, wow, that was a kind of maybe definitely a lot of waste of time. So why don't I just put this away for a while? So for years, I was able to slowly, you know, downgrade and spend less time doing it until there came a moment where I think maybe for a period of two years, I didn't play any games. I didn't have my Xbox. I didn't, I have a Mac, so I didn't download any games on my computer. I just said, look, I have other things to do. There are better things I could do with my time. If I want to play games, let's get up and go play tennis or golf or basketball. Let's actually go do something instead of sit here and sitting here on our butts. So there was one extreme playing it all the time and then the other one of completely avoiding it. If bonfire is about anything, it's about balance. So let me explain why it is, it's okay. Why video games are Okay, if I do say so myself. I think the the rule of thumb should be playing games with others. If you find yourself playing games by yourself a lot of the time, I think there's a problem. There probably is something better you could do with your time. Yes, I understand the need to veg out, which I do. I do that by watching TV and sometimes by playing a game where I don't have to think. I'm kind of letting my day digest. I'm compartmentalizing my day and thinking kind of just trying to absorb what the day, what happened. And it's a mental energy that I am using, albeit subconsciously, 
But, you know, you got to veg out. We're human beings. You can't just go 100 miles an hour all the time. If you do, you're going to burn out. So sometimes it's important to just sit there and stare at the wall, which I've also written on before. (laughs) The importance of doing nothing. Very important. So with video games, I would say, you know what? The safest thing to do is, sure, find other things to do with your time. There's lots of other things to do in this world, which are fun and fantastic and, and a good use of your time. But if you find yourself thinking, you know what, I really just want to play a video game, then get a buddy. Play with a friend. That is bonding time. With today's games, yes. I don't know if you could bond with a friend back in the day playing Pong or Pac-Man, maybe. But come on, today's video games, they're so immersive and interactive. It is bonding with whoever you're playing with. For example, Call of Duty, obviously. The pinnacle video game of our time. You get online and play with somebody, or you sit next to them in the room with you, and you play with them. That's the better option, is to actually have the person there in the room with you, okay? Because you're working together, you're trying to uh, complete objectives, and you know stay alive, and kill the bad guys, and have fun. It is a way to bond, because you're doing an activity together. And then you can you know turn it off, wrap it up, and say, alright, let's go eat together. And then later, say, alright, let's go play some tennis together. And then maybe split for a little bit. You each do your own thing. And then the next day you wake up and say, all right, let's go on a trip together. You know, with your, your girlfriend, your wife, your husband, you know, whoever you're in a relationship with, your roommates, whatever. Friends, it's great. Your family. Yeah, video games can be a way to bond with people. You know, there are good games and there are bad games. Some games that are just like, what the hell? Who made this game? What were you thinking? Like, this is not entertaining. This is just terrible. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get into what those games are. But come on, a little common sense. A little common sense where you can say, hey, this would be fun. For example, Mario Kart, (laughs) which I've also written on. Mario Kart with friends is a great, fabulous use of your time. Of course, there's going to be lots of swearing, but that, that comes with the territory. You know, you're racing together, it's a good, sweet, innocent game, and you're throwing red shells at one another and dropping bananas and just trying to screw with the other, you know, go-karts and race to the finish and be first. That's a great way to have competition and fun and be able to stay home, you know, be with friends. And it's, it's, it's interactive. You get absorbed into the game completely, totally. I do that with my roommates. We'll play some Mario Kart occasionally. We'd say, hey, you know what we haven't done in a while? We haven't played Mario Kart. Let's whip that out and give it another shot for 30 minutes. And then usually by then we're like, okay, that's enough. And then we call it a day. Sometimes we call it a month before we play it again. That's the way to do it, if you ask me. Have some balance and be able to play video games with people in order to bond with them. That is the healthy way to go with video games. Video games are not evil and they're not a complete waste of time. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with playing them occasionally either. So don't just throw them out the window and say, well, I'm never playing video games again. That's for stupid people. No, it's not. It's a great way to veg out and not critically think at the end of the day and enjoy some time with your friends. So there you go. Bonfire says, enjoy video games. Enjoy video games today with friends and family. Just do it. The Bonfire, only on the Blaze Radio Network. 
Jay Severin. Talking to all of us who say, I won't vote for Trump because as of last night, eventually there's a good chance you knew that this would boil down to you vote for Donald Trump or you vote for a known domestic enemy of the Constitution of the United States of America. And right now, that's looking pretty darn likely a choice. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. This is The Bonfire On Demand. Hosted by Andrew Herzog. On the Blaze Radio Network. All right, the other day I was absolutely stoked and excited when I saw this. And I can't believe I hadn't seen it before. This trailer has been out now for, I think, a couple weeks, at least. The Lego Batman movie. Yes! <laughs> I never even saw the first movie, the Lego, uh, the Lego movie. I don't know why. I have no excuse. But now I'm absolutely going to have to. I saw the trailer for the Lego movie back in 2014, I believe, when it came out. And I thought, hey, that looks all right. But I just never saw it. Now, you see a trailer for the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> and I see the trailer and I thought, wow, <laughs> this looks really good. And just stupid funny and just a good time. So I'm going to play here the trailer real quick for everybody. That way you can kind of get a feel for what I am talking about. Hey, Dad. I, uh, I saved the city again today. I think you would have been really proud. There you are. Oh, Alfred, I am so sorry. I have incredible reflexes. I should have known better than to sneak up on you like that. Were you looking at the old family pictures again? No, I wasn't. Sir, I've seen you go through similar phases in 2016 and 2012 and 2008 and 2005 and 1997 and 1995 and 1992 and 1989 and that weird we're not Alfred. What did I say? A B R. Always be recording. <laughs> yes, that. If <laughs> you see the video up on YouTube, I was cracking myself up, and I believe that was actually the second trailer. First one was also pretty good. So there you go. You know, it's Legos. Who doesn't like Legos? And then it's just stupid slapstick humor, some puns. And, of course, for those of you who didn't notice, the kind of the no that Batman was repeating was also in tune with the original Batman from the 60s. I think, I don't know, yeah. na 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 Batman! That thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a good... I never even thought about doing that. And it's funny how they just lace it all together and Alfred has this stupid little, you know, a Lego piece. You know, you can put the tops, like hats, on top of Lego pieces. And, you know, Alfred is bald. But you can tell it's just a little cap <laughs> that they put on top of his head. And it's, oh, here's the bald look. And they just pop that cap right on top of his head. <laughs> and it's funny. It's all Lego pieces. And I think the uh, actors, those who are voicing the characters, I think are good choices. I can't remember their names right now. I don't know why, but... I think they fit very well. 
So I am very much looking forward to 2017, Ugh, whenever that comes out. Uh, I don't know what time of year, but probably at least a year. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to have to wait a year before we can experience the Lego Batman movie. But you, maybe you could say Bonfire has a pre-approval, if that exists. I mean, I really should know. But let's go with that. A seemingly Bonfire pre-approval of the Lego Batman movie. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in this week. I got to do some movie reviews, talk about the importance of sports and video games. That doesn't get any more apolitical. Boom! That is the way to do it. That's how we do it here at Bonfire. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, the interwebs. And, of course, the main website, bonfirethoughts.com. If you are a writer, send us your material. We'd, like to, we'd love to read it. We've gotten a number of writers already, and they send us their material, and we post it, and everything is great. And like I said, the only rule is no politics. Not here, not ever. Thank you very much, everybody. Andrew Herzog, out. This is The Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network.